Mark Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah Wal Seven minutes after 11 South African time, it's a beautiful, mashallah, Wednesday morning, wet Wednesday morning here in Johannesburg. Arafat bin Ibrahim Hatia is the name, and of course, our beloved senior teacher, respected Honorable Fadilatul Ustad. Uh, Hazrat Mulana Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein Hafidahullah. He is with us this morning. I want to welcome our engineer, Brother Tobella. He will be with me from now till 12 ish. Uh, he's our engineer. And let's welcome, of course, the listeners of Sirius FM, Haji Faisal Asmal and Hafiz Yusuf Asmal and Company. And uh, let's welcome uh, uh, the listeners of Merkaz Sahaba, the voice of Ahlus Sunnah Wal Jama'a. Today is the 17th of Rajab 1444, which is also the 8th of Feb, 2023. Ustad, welcome to the Bliss of Marriage. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh, Ustad. Wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Barakallahu feekum on Arafat. Jazakallahu khairan. A listener says, Ustad, that uh, some family and friends, they feel that they should make him, the ex-husband, to prove himself. And that he must come to my hometown and work. And after six months, I th- I must think about it whether I should take him back with him or not. Who's that? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswali ala Rasulil Kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of the universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam. If that husband gave you one or two divorces, and as enshrined in the noble Quran, Surah 2, chapter 229, then he can take you back during the Iddat period, the waiting period, without tajdeedun nikah, without a new nikah, and if the period and the iddat has expired already, and you want to reconcile after one or two talaq, then a new nikah must be performed, but all parties must be happy, and you, the lady, your parents, your father, and them, must also give permission. Remember, if there's a child, children involved, then we will definitely tell you what the Quran Sharif states, and that is that Surah 4, verse number 128, Surah chapter 4, verse 128, reconciliation is the best. So there are three issues here. If the husband gave you one talaq and then you went your way or and he went his way or he gave you two talaqs, then remember that there are children or a child involved. Then we also will say that you should seriously consider and reconsider reconciling and a new nikah must be performed because the Quran says was reconciliation is the best. But if the husband gave you three talaqs, then remember you can't reconcile, you can't remarry, and so forth and so on, and there are other conditions involved, and that is clearly enshrined and mentioned in the Noble Quran in Surah 2, and that is verse 230. So it just depends what are the circumstances and so forth. So if you want to give him another chance, very good, but that is provided he only gave you one or two talaqs and one or two divorces. Somebody wants to know, Ustad, that uh, uh, up till what age 
can a mother control her children? Anonymous Ustad. Almighty Allah Jalla wa ala teaches us, the parents and seniors and whoever else, Ya yuwalladzina amanuku anfusakum wa ahalikum nara, that you, O oh you who believe, save yourself and your family from the fire, so it refers to biological parents, it refers to teachers, it refers to people who are elders, so in the family, in the community, when you see your students or you see your children, grandchildren going on the wrong path, so it's compulsory upon you to rectify the wrong. That is our unique feature and characteristic, Amal bil ma'roof, nahiyan il munkar, to command the good and forbid the evil, so there's no age limit. Even if your daughter is married and she's a mother herself and you, the mother, you see your daughter, your son is doing wrong, then it's wajib compulsory upon you to rectify it and tell them, tell them respectfully, not in front of their children, your grandchildren and so forth. So there's no such thing that is our (coughs) ideas that if my son or daughter is married, then they must just lead their life and I must not tell them anything even if they do wrong islam does not say that islam says whoever is wrong remember that it can be the biggest maulana the biggest sheikh the imam of the haram if he's wrong is wrong and we must highlight it and bring it to their notice we must remember that that is the unique feature of this ummah Kuntum khaira ummatin ukhrijat linnas, that you are the best of people taken out for the benefit of humanity. So linnas, eh, linaf linnas, for the benefit of humanity. Why? Ta'muruna bil ma'roof, you command the good, forbid the evil, wa tu'minuna billah, and you believe in all, Allah jalla wala, so it's a continuous process and it does not stop. Somebody says, Ustad, is it permissible for a man to go to see a prospective spouse for a second time and vice versa, Ustad? You must remember this. It can happen. I give you what happened in our family. So they was, mashallah, they married, they got children and everything. So you must remember this. So this one person came. He said he wants to see a girl in our family. And I was there, you understood, sitting there and so forth. But this family girl of ours, she was feeling so shy and out of place. She never saw the boy at all. The boy saw her and she didn't see the boy. She was out of haya, shame, modesty, which is very good that she didn't see the boy at all. So then we had to recall him and tell him, bye, that she didn't see you at all and so forth. So sometimes it can happen, but just to chit-chat all the time and say that, no, I want to speak to her again and again and again, all that is haram and not permissible. So one time you see her and then remember this, the girl's family member, her father or her brother, her uncle, her chacha, kaka, father's brother, somebody must be there. La yakhluwanna you can't leave a strange male and a strange female to alone there. The third party will be Satan, Lucifer, and Shaitan is authentic hadith in Mishkat Sharif Mustada Ahmad. So in certain cases only it can happen then and not for chat purposes and so forth. That is a valid reason or something like the example I gave. So then only we must be very clear on that issue. I would like to remain strictly anonymous if a man does not show his wife affection, has no interest in her and does not touch her for fear of committing zina. Is, is it better for her to leave the relationship and go back home? We'll start. Remember, we don't know what is the problem. You must remember. And when did these type of things happen? You know, when you'll ask questions, sometimes it's a loaded question. Like this question, the lady just wants the verdict in her answer, mm. in her favor. You know, the answer response must be in her favor. So which is not right. You must say like this, that we are married for five years, ten years, and we were the first two, three years, everything was hunky-dory, very good, and so forth, and so on. Mashallah, we have one, two, three children. Then my husband just turned away from me. So why? You must say, then I don't know why he turned away. 
Or you must say maybe he turned away because he's busy with his secretary or he got some girlfriend or whatever. So like that, if you speak, then we can give you the advice. Or maybe he's got financial problems. He fell into debts and so forth. Or you must remember his health. He's got diabetes now, so he can't perform and so forth and so on. So there are many, many possibilities. We must remember that the people will face. You can't just say that. So my advice to you, sister, like we just told the people now, that surah number four, and remember verse 128 was sulhu Remember, reconciliation is the best. And in that way there, that you don't just move away to your parents' place and so forth. Go to the bottom of the problem, discuss the issue with your husband and so forth. More so if you have a child or children and so forth. Hamara kam jorna hai. We must make the marriage work and not break the marriage and so forth. So that is what we will answer in a case like this. Otherwise, you must seduce him, give him a lot of dates and mashallah, give him all these kind of things. Now Ramadan is not so far off. Today is already 17 of Ramadan, so less than one and a half month left. So get all the dates and all that and mashallah, tell him, Habi, take this dates, take this halim, take this and so forth. And inshallah, you boost up his spirits and then he'll perform inshallah we don't know so maybe the food you give him make him half asleep also you know so change the diet and thing and seduce him also inshallah Subhanallah. So she wants to know, Muftisab, must she go home or not? Make so. istikhara and see what happens, but you must remember that we will not advise that you just go home for petty reasons. So if a couple wants to reconcile after talakul ba'in, can they make nikah during the Eid period or can they only renew the nikah after the Eid was done? If the husband gave his wife talaq a buy-in, that is irrevocable divorce, then you can marry your wife during the iddat or after the expiry of the iddat. But in both cases and both scenarios, tajdeedun nikah, a new nikah will be required. And if this is the first time you gave her talaq, then you have only two talaqs left for the future. And cognizance must be taken of the fact that, remember, when this lady is going to marry you, she still needs the permission of her father and so forth. La nikaha illa biwalihin. That is to safeguard, you must remember the honor, the integrity of the lady and so forth. Therefore, all the secret nikahs that take place in the car, in the parking lot, and in hotels and so forth, the boy and girl, they just meet and they catch somebody, one Somali, one Pakistani, give him 100 rand and tell them that you are witness. This type of nikahs are not valid. We must be clear on these issues, yeah. So the nikah to be valid, so it must have the consent of the guardian. So you must do things properly. Islam teaches us, fulfill your duty with beauty. Don't look for all these loopholes and skaldakhari and try and legalize haram things and so forth through the back door. So that is, you must do it properly, then inshallah there will be khair and barakah and goodness. Somebody says, can nikah be performed on the day of Arafat in Arafat Ustad? So not permissible, you in Ihram that day there, Habibuna Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said, Hadith in Tirmidhi, Al-Hajju Arafah, the greatest aspect of Hajj, and the essence and the nucleus of Hajj is to be present there in the state of Ihram. Al-Hajju Arafah, that is that on the 9th of Zilhijjah, you must be present physically there in the state of Ihram. Imam Tirmidhi, rahimahullah, who was the, in Urdu they say, Mayana Shagir. He was a celebrated student of Imam Bukhari, rahimahullah, commented on that hadith and said, Wahadal hadith ummul manasik. And this hadith is the nucleus and the essence of Hajj. Then in the second hadith in Mishkat Sharif, Mustada Ahmed, he Habibuna sallallahu alayhi sallam said, La yankihul muhrimu wa la yunkihu. So remember the person in Ihram, he cannot get married and nor must he perform the marriage and nikah of somebody else. So all that not permissible, remember that. You must worry about Hajj and all that. What are you worrying about nikah? After everything is finished, on the 13th, 14th and all that Hajj is finished, then you get married, my brother, my sister. 
<coughs> listen to this one. I mean, Mualima, my friend just called me now and said, Mufti AK, Mufti AK said, we can't go for Umrah alone, so who's going to refund us? I'm very angry with Mufti AK. The Arabs are allowing it. Ustad. So since what? Since when do we follow the Arabs? Quran says, وَمِنْ أَهْلِ الْمَدِينَةِ مَرَدُوا عَلَى النِّفَاقِ Let remember many people or some people of Medina Munawwara, they continue with hypocrisy and they are munafikin. And you, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, you do not know them. And we know them and we're going to punish them مرتين, twice the amount because they're staying in Medina Munawwara and they are the ones who are making a mockery of deen and so forth of Islam. So all this is in the noble Quran. Go open Surah 9, Chapter 9, Surah Tawbah, and verse 101. So all Allah states, You do not know them. نَحْنُ نَعْلَمُهُمْ We know them. سَنُعَذِّبُهُمْ مَرَّتَيْنِ ثُمَّ يُرَدُّونَ إِلَىٰ عَذَابٍ عَظِيمٍ We're going to punish them twice, and then we're going to send them there. Remember, to the grievous punishment Jahannam and so forth for their nifaq and hypocrisy today the Arabs what they doing they legalize everything they legalize bikini beaches in Jeddah legalize Sanama day in Medina Munawwara any Imam Maulana Sheikh speaks they lock them up and so forth so what you talking about the Arabs Nabi alayhi salam said authentic hadith waylul lil Arab woe and destruction to the Arabs you don't have to be angry with me we know not here to curry favor and bootlick anybody, whether it be Sahuk or whether it be the travel agents or whoever. We are here to, pro- to propagate the true deen, the deen and religion of Almighty Allah. According to the teachings of Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, I repeat and I reiterate, it's absolutely haram for a lady to go for Umrah alone or with a group of ladies without their husband, without a mahram, according to all four schools. Absolutely haram. And any sheikh, any imam, any mufti or any mufatiya tells you is permissible, tell him to bring the dalil and evidence for us and so forth. So why you don't learn and then you'll just follow herd mentality. You took vaccine and now you just go with the flow so you must cancel it and then demand that they must give you the refund they might deduct 10-15% or something so that will teach you a lesson also that you must follow the masses remember that and the herd mentality you must learn about deen and sharia and so forth your example is that a person made made the salat and didn't make wudu and then the Maulana, the Mufti Sahib, the Imam told you the Salat is not valid. So you tell him that I'm very angry with you. Why are you telling me my Salat is not valid? But you never made wuzu or you left out, you must remember washing your arms or washing your feet or something. So you don't get cross with us. That is the Sharia. You must get cross with your agent, get cross with yourself and be why you don't learn the Sharia properly instead of looking for loopholes and going for all shortcuts and so forth so therefore any person tells you Saudi government is a kafir government mm. let me be clear on that issue also MBS is a murtad out of the fall of Islam so his Islam we reject it he rejects hadith he rejects so many things of Islam so therefore he's more busy cutting deals with the Jutlas and the Jews and all these things mm. I want to see this week Friday what's going to happen such a big disaster. 8,000 people martyred and passed away in Turkey and Syria and so forth. Will the imams of the haram be even allowed to make dua for them? Because they the ones who murdered Jamal Khashoggi. They're in Istanbul and then the ties got strained between Turkey and Saudi Arabia. Now they're trying to patch up and so forth. So these are the people, they got nothing to do with the ummah. The agents of America and of Israel and so forth and you come tell me the Arabs are allowing it Abu Lahab and Abu Jahl were also Arabs you know mm-hmm. well said Ustad well said somebody says but Mufti Sahib leaving the marital home during the Iddat period 
to undergo surgery, Ustad. Remember, if it is matter of life and death, and you know that if your condition will become really bad and condition will become they will deteriorate, it will become a matter of life and death. Then in Islam we have a law, darurat to be mahzurat, that if there's a real definite need, necessity, life matter, life and death matter, then things that are not normally permissible will become acceptable. They will not be a sin upon you. But today what we speak about, you know, surgery and thus and that, so 90% of the time is not matter of life and death. You must wait till the it that expires and then you go for that operation and the procedure. Hmm. Ustad Anonymous says, can I marry my adopted sister, Ustad? So you must remember that adopted children, their lineage, don't go to the adopted parents. So for example, let's take a case study. Your parents are A and Z, right? A is the father and Z is the mother. So now they adopted, you must remember, let's say F, right? So they adopted Fatima, the daughter, or they adopted Farooq, the son. You must remember that. Now you are A and Z's son or A and Z's daughter, biological daughter. So for you to marry that Farooq or Fatima, who's an adopted son, adopted daughter, is totally permissible because you all are total strangers. Yes, if your mother, that is that, that she breastfed this Fatima, the adopted daughter of Farooq, the adopted son, when they were six months old, one year old, one and a half year old, before they reached two lunar years, then you can't marry because now you will be considered as foster brother, foster sister, and so forth. But if you must remember that no breastfeeding took place, then parda hijab was compulsory between the two of you, and you're a total stranger now you reach 15, 18, 20 and so forth and you want to marry so totally permissible that is why the adopted children you must remember they cannot take their surname or the name of the adopted father what our people are doing today and the world is doing is absolutely haram that Quran is clear on that issue Mm. take my example perfect example myself my wife right no children so now I I go and I adopt a baby girl and that she's three months, six months, one year old. Then we register her on my name, Abdul Qadir, or my surname, Hussein. So remember that totally haram. Why? Quran Karim states, Surah 33, verse 5, You must call them, register them by their biological father's name. That is justice by Almighty Allah. But sometimes you get your adopted children, and they are, you must remember, from the social worker, and them don't tell you who the family is and so forth. So Quran answers that as well. Surah 33 verse 5 So then they are your brothers in religion So her name is Zainab So call her Zainab Islam The name is Zaid Then call Zaid Islam Take Nabi Sallallahu Adopted son Everybody would call Zaid bin Muhammad Zaid bin Muhammad After Mustafa Sallallahu The ayat was revealed So Nabi Sallallahu said Now we can't call you Zaid bin Muhammad We have to call you Zaid bin Haritha so and you the adopted parents when you took this child the child is masoom so now you registered the child on your name and so forth do you know what are the ramifications consequences go open Muslim Ahmad Ibn Majah and so forth Manin tasaba ila ghayri abi fa alayhi la'natullah wal malaika wal nasiyajma'in when you make your lineage to somebody else beside your biological father to the adopted father or stepfather or foster father because they're rich and wealthy and they, the who's who in the zoo and so forth so remember Allah's curse is on you the angel's curse is on you the people's curse is on you mm. so absolutely haram in Islam ikhtilatul ansab is totally haram to adulterate you must remember Remember, the lineage, totally haram and not permissible. So I bought a present for my neighbor, Ustad. My son sent it to the wrong neighbor. Do I ask it back as he opened the gift already? 
both of us are not married. I don't want people to get the wrong idea, Ustad. So obviously common sense should be there, but we know common sense is no more common, you understood? So you bought a gift and a present, you must remember, for your neighbor on the right-hand side. So the common thing is the name should be written there or something should be there. So your son will not get mixed up then. So now your son is naive, simple Simon. Instead of giving it to Jack, he went to give it to Jackie. You mm-hmm. understood? And you are a male. So what Jackie will think? You understood? So she will think that you're trying your chances there or something. <laughs> oh, Jackie sent it to Jack. You must remember that. So you must send your husband there or send your son there or if the females and your daughter there or so and say there's a mix up you keep the gift but remember that because now it's open and all that so I'll buy another gift and send it to the but you must clear the record otherwise they will think you are cheapening yourself and you are available for other activities as well so remember don't take it back now when you take back a gift from a person after he received it Although this hadith will not really apply in all cases here, that is when an argument takes place and out of spite now you want to take the gift back, then the example hadith in Bukhari Sharif, Mustafa sallallahu alayhi sallam said is like a dog. The dog vomits and then goes and licks the vomit. But it's not really applicable in this sense, but I just want to show you that if that is your understood. So my advice to you, rather leave that gift by that person, buy another gift and give it to the right neighbor and write the person's name also. So you also, why you didn't do that? Mm. And your son, maybe he is in a dwell, Alice in Wonderland, playing with his phone and whatever, and then he go and give it to the wrong neighbor. And Now you can't go told him, so sorry, wrong number. <laughs> so now they'll be now you're really upside down. You're confused and you're blowing their fuses also. The listener says, okay, so what if Jack or Jackie, they take it the wrong way? What do you do now? With that? So that's what I'm telling you. You must send your son or your father or somebody, depending now who received it. If you must remember, if Jack received it, so tell your husband or your son to go there, tell them keep it, but give them the whole story. And if the lady Jackie received it, then you yourself, the wife, go there or your daughter go and clear the whole thing up. So remember that. So you must set the record straight here. Yeah. Well, it's uh, 20, uh, 27 minutes uh, to 12. You are tuning and listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Uh, we're going to go for a, uh, an ad, but ad break, inshallah. When we come back, inshallah, we'll continue with The Bliss of Marriage. Stay tuned. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaa. Well, it's uh, 25 minutes uh, to 12. You are tuning and listening to The Bliss of Marriage. Uh, before we go to the next question, Usala, see, it's uh, from uh, overseas. I think maybe Mufti Sab, a lot of listeners wants to know regarding what's happening in Turkey. Uh, who do we give the money to? How much should we send it? Should we send it, Ustad? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Remember what happened in Turkey and Syria. Every person, Muslim, non-Muslim, male, female, will understand is a what? terrible, terrible disaster. And obviously they need assistance, whether it is Zakat, whether it is Lilla and so forth. There are so many organizations I see, but the one we recommend is, I sent it out yesterday. I sent it to Mona Arafat after the program he will send it out also. It's called the Chuani Muslim Relief. It's the one red in color, the advert, and that is the one of Mona Ahmed Dokrat and them. All the account details are there. Amount all that we can't tell you. That is according to your pocket and what suits you. So remember whether you put 100 rand, whether you put 1,000 rand, whether you put 100,000 rand, that is your prerogative. But what I will say is we all should help. Why I'm saying that I prefer this organization Many organizations go, but then the money you give from there, they take certain amount and then they fly and thus and all that. Some of them even fly business class, which I know about, you must remember. And that's with your money. So therefore, I got no confidence in them. So mashallah, that the Majlisul Ulama, they in PE, we got 100% confidence in them. So you know they are facing a terrible crisis there in PE regarding water and so forth. So I send that out already last week, Dini activities.
Ladies of the Majlis, so you can send them. And for Turkey and Syria, send to the Juani Muslim Relief and the Red Edward there. All the account details are there. And you can send Lilla or you can send Zakat. And inshallah, they are going themselves during this coming week sometime. And inshallah, that, that will help the people there in Turkey. So that is my advice to one and all, inshallah. Ustad, can I put my assets on my wife's name? and distribute it Islamically in my world as, it, as it's mine to start. So remember, it's haram how you can put on your wife's name and say it's your assets. Once you give it to your wife, it's out of your ownership and you can't take it from her. In that case there, that hadith will be applicable. The hadith in Bukhari Sharif, you gave your wife a gift, you give her 100,000, you give her the house, you give her jewelry, you give her this, then you say I'm taking it back and so forth so then the example of that husband that person is like a dog the dog is vomiting Nabi alayhi salam said and then he licks that vomit whatever you go and did you give your wife so it's hers now it's got nothing to do with you when she passes away it will fall in her estate what belongs to you at the time you die so that will be your estate you can't be dictating from the grave and all these type of things there all that is haram and not permissible. Allah says, uh, my husband made me a Muslim. I performed all my namaz and I read Quran. He stopped completely saying that the good I do goes to him as well. So no need for him to perform salah. Is this true, Ustad? If he says no need for him to perform salat, it got two meanings. If he rejects salat, he's out of the fall of Islam. If he doesn't reject salat, but is on the verge of going out of Islam by making it so light and so forth, and all Allah speaks of people like that, the first part is true that he will receive the reward because he made you Muslim. But that does not absolve him of reading Salat, you must show him this verse here of the noble Quran. He, you see, that is selective amnesia. That the things he like, that he will quote. And the things he don't like, then that he won't speak about it. So you must tell him what the Quran Sharif teaches us. Ma salakakum fi saqar. What made you walk straight into Jahannam and the hellfire? They will say the first thing, we never perform Salat and read Salat. Chapter 74, Surah Muddathir, verses 42 and 43. So that is what we must realize, and that is there. So you must start Ta'aleem and take the works of Al-Shazad Sheikh, Hazrat Mohana Muhammad Zakaria, Sheikh Al-Adiz, the Fazail work, start in reading it, read the Riyadu Salihin, Allama Nawawi, all in English are available now, mashallah, and create that environment in your house. And tell your husband, if he carries on like that, then for real, he'll go right out of the fall of Islam. Allah forbid. Uh, uh, the listener says that I'm a mother of two boys, dear Honorable Mufti Saab. My husband walked out on me when he got his citizenship. Who do I tell my kids their father is and why he left? Can you come and see Mufti Sahib Ustad? No, I don't allow people to come and see me. You can go by your ulama, local ulama or jamiyats, and they got special departments for that. That's why we warned you 101 times, but you don't listen, you know. So many times we give you nasiha advice. It's not going to benefit me, it's benefiting you. But you don't listen, now take this study. You, a lady born, bred in South Africa. Now you got married to a Pakistani, you got married to an Indian, you got married to a person from Egypt, Morocco, some foreigner you got married to. He used you, he deflowered you, everything and so forth and so on. Once he got his PR, his permanent residence, then he got his ID, he got his passport, he told you fly a kite and he's gone now. Now maybe there are children also involved. So who's the father? You have to tell them who's the father. So and tell them what a rotten person he is. He left you and he dumped them as well. But when we tell you, don't get married to these foreigners and so forth, because 
because we won't say all, but we definitely will say majority of them are just there to use you and abuse you as well. So if you know his whereabouts or his family, you must get him arrested. You must remember that. Yeah, don't waste time with the Maulanas and Muftis and Jamiats and all that. Get him arrested. <laughs> For what? That remember that wife abuse, gender abuse, and he left his children here abandoned and not paying anything. And that is what you must do. You must remember this. If you know his whereabouts and you can contact the embassy and all these kind of things here. The Pakistani, contact the Pakistani embassy. India, Indian embassy, Egyptian. Mm. I'm just giving examples because this is what... So Moroccan, I just told you, it can be Mm. Egyptian, Moroccan, whatever. So you must contact the embassy and tell them this is what this man did and he's got two children, three children and all that. And you want his details because now you want to get him arrested and so forth and so on. So you mustn't leave these things here. That is your problem. When we give you advice, you don't listen. And then I'm telling you, that's what you must do. Now you ask a question, what must I tell the children who's the father? You must tell them the honest truth. And you can't go register the children on your name. Sometimes our women, when the husband divorces them or he goes away, a wall absent without leave, you don't know which country he's gone to, where he ran away to and so forth. Then out of spite, they go and re-register their children on their maiden name. So you know what it means. You're telling the world that all these children are haramis, are illegitimate children. All these children are bees. You slept with this one, this one, that one, and that. You see what a mess you are making then. So you don't think what you're doing and then you'll ask, you don't come by me, I don't have time for all these things, but I'm giving you the advices you need to do. So if it's Moroccan, you contact the Moroccan embassy and tell them that this person was married to me five years ago, eight years ago, whatever, this is the Nikah certificate, these are his children, and then he left me here, left us here, so please give us the whereabouts, we want to get him arrested, and so forth and so on. So you need to use all the channels that are available to you. Allahu Akbar, subhanAllah. Somebody says here, but Mufti Sab, a lady's work is seven days a week at home. Some of our husbands say they work hard. Tell them to be a lady in their homes for one week and see what will happen, Ustad. So you must remember all Mati Allah Jalla Wala gave all different people, different responsibilities. I told you all 101 times, Mustafa Rasulullah sallam, was, is, will always be the only Rahmatulil Alameen sallallahu alayhi sallam. Chapter 21, verse 107, We have not sent you, Ya Rasulullah sallallahu sallam, but as a mercy to the entire universe. So imagine that Nabi Sallallahu teaching is for every person, every creation, male, female, everybody. But the roles are different. So Mustafa Sallallahu Wasallam, the nikah is performed of Sayyidah Fatima Radiallahu Anha, Sayyidah Ali Radiallahu Anha, after the Battle of Badr. And you must remember, if you want reference of that, open Musannaf Abdul Razak, and you will find it there. And thereafter, O Ali Radiallahu Anha, everything outside is your responsibility. Everything inside, my beloved Sahib Zadi, my beloved Ladli, my beloved daughter Fatima Radiallahu Anha, you must take care of. So yes, your job is there, that you are a wife, you are the mother, you have to take care of your mother, uh, of your distinct children, you have to take care of your husband. If your parents are there, sometimes they're living with you, you have to take care of them and all that. So you have multitasking and multi-responsibilities. But likewise, the husband also has, you must remember, his worry is not only you. He has to worry about the wife, he has to worry about the children, he has to worry about the income. He has to worry about from the womb to the tomb. Children are born, now they get married. Will the marriage work? Won't it work? So many issues also. So we should not play one against the one or another. Say that both of us have our own duties and our own responsibilities. Okay. It's like a person saying his eye is more important than his ears. So this foolish, you must say the eye is important in seeing and the ears are more important and important for the hearing. So both are equally important. Mm. Uh, there's a sister says, Dear Mufti Sahib, can I share my story with Mufti AK? 
I'm married for six and a half years, currently pregnant. But Mufti Sahib, I've put a spy on my husband and he's going every day, nearly every week, going to home affairs. I came to find out he's busy preparing his papers. I think he wants to go back home to Pakistan. What should I do, Mufti Sahib? Should I get him locked up, Ustad? So you must tell him that you going to take all his assets and put on your name. Mm. So you must remember that, that you must tell him that all his assets, whatever they are, his money, whatever, he must put on your name. Otherwise, you're going to get him locked up and so forth for absconding and so forth. And you must take his passport, whatever, away from him so he can't fly, take a flight from here and run away to Karachi and Pakistan or Islamabad or wherever. Again, same story like the previous one. That in the start when we told you that don't get married to these foreigners, not all of them but majority of them are no good you must remember. Now see I don't know if this is your first child or your second child but you say you married for more than six years now you are pregnant. So now he used you, he deflowered you, everything and now he's going. He say, I don't want this responsibility. BV could be sambalna hai. Bache could be sambalna hai. All this karcha I don't have. So you don't understood the Urdu. I spoke the Hindi. I spoke some people call it Hindi, Urdu. So where I'm to look after wife and children, better let me run and escape and so forth. So 100% you must get them locked up and take his assets and so that what that assets you look after is his child after all and he's responsible for that so we must be clear on these issues mm. <laughs> I see one sister says here but Mufti Sahib my husband goes every time to Virgin Active so I also decided to join him now he does not like the idea he says he's going to divorce me what who is wrong who is at fault you start both of you are wrong for what you want to go to Virgin Active go every month every year you have to pay subscription go and work out you must remember how much you're paying so buy some nice thing you understand exercise things there both of you do exercise in your house if that is the intention if your husband's intention is to see all the women there and half naked and <laughs> so forth so obviously it's haram that and if and the music going on there the women are you know half naked and half dressed and the you for the you to go there's also haram the men are three-quarter naked there and so forth so both of you are wrong if both of you are sincere so that same money buy the bicycle buy the trampoline does that and both of you start jumping who can jump higher you understood and so forth and if you're going to fall he's there to catch you and all these things here so if you're sincere and your intention is to be fit so put it in your house so remember this what you want to go virgin active they'll get active with somebody else just now somebody is very angry Ustad he says uh, Mufti AK murder in-laws will remain till the end of time can I make dua that Allah take my mother-in-law away quickly Ustad no you can't I told you the story maybe 10, 20, 30 years ago Allah alone knows how many years ago so you must remember this we were in Arafat and remember maybe one hour two hours were left now for Zohar time and then the Hukuf and all that we make Jama we combine Zohar Asr mm-hmm. so this lady came let's just say around 10 o'clock 10.30 she said Mufti I want to ask you a question I said ask so obviously we in Hajj and all that I'm, I thought must be to do with Hajj she said just now when Dua time starts I want to make dua my mother-in-law must die quickly mm. I said Ben you are here in Arafat why you don't make this dua Ya Allah give my mother-in-law he died Ya Allah bring love between me the daughter-in-law and mother-in-law and all that isn't that better than what you are saying then she just went away and so forth so you also now is like you painting all the mother-in-laws like that say murder-in-law you see that so to make dua like that is totally haram you must remember this type of you must be the one to start reading chapter 7 verse 180 Allah commands us walillahil asma'ul husna fad'uhu biha that almighty Allah has wonderful beautiful names so invoke and call almighty Allah by his names today you go to our masajid so many masjid I see mm. that they got the 99 names of Allah Ta'ala on the wall but how many people are reading it so mm. very few 
So you must so read hadith in Bukhari Sharif. Man hafidaha dakhal al-jannah. You by heart the 99 names of Allah Jalla Wala, you go jannah. Man ahsaha dakhal al-jannah. Whosoever looks inside and you read it, you will enter jannah and paradise in Tirmidhi Sharif. So there you will find, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu, Ya Wadudu. Ya Allah, that bring that love between us and our in-laws. <laughs> I told you a hundred times, I say this not to uh, make some, uh, I did a big favor or a big thing. I just say this so it will motivate you, it will give you a lesson in life. You must remember this. The bounties of Allah, you must say it. But say it is the grace of Allah. This is the mercy of Allah. My wife, she got 10 brothers. How many? 10. All married. Five passed away. Now five are alive. Allah give them Jannatul Firdaus. Her mother, her mother, my mother-in-law went completely blind. So I told my wife, I said, see, your daughter, your sister-in-laws, and they are that mother, your mother, the daughter-in-law, nobody can make khidmat and serve the, your mother like how you can serve her. I am telling you, come, you make arrangements, tell mommy, tell your mother, I used to call her Masi, we go fetch her, and she must stay here all the time with us. So she, she agreed. She stayed here every day. She used to make so much dua for us and so forth and so on. And she passed away here. Yeah? And every day I used to tell her, Masi, ke kiraya, she speak Gujarati. Say, kiraya bharwan uche. You have to pay rental here. Yeah? So she say, 100%. So what is the rental? I say, you must read two rakat salat for me. You see, that Allah Ta'ala must make easy and accept all whatever we're doing. So every day I come from work, then the time with CII. So I used to ask her, Masi, kiraya take you it's mm. done she say yeah to take you then now the ten sons say you took the sawab and we didn't get the sawab you see so mm-hmm. that is what you must think of in life leave people and all that stories tomorrow what answer you will give Allah Ta'ala that is the main thing but we say what he will say what she will say what they will say tell them to fly a kite you must remember that is what you must say so I must do what Allah wants me to do I must do what Mustafa Sallallahu taught us to we got one chance in life so carry out, fulfill your duty with beauty. So what is going to do? You make dua. My mother-in-law must pass away. Tomorrow she's here. She say my jamai must die. So, so both of you creating civil war there and this type of thing. What good is that? So no, that is not something Islam teaches us. You fight fire with water. You don't fight fire with fire, brother. I see my Newcastle says, Muftisab, Peta, these daughter-in-laws, they need a good hiding. Who's that? Ah, you see, but you can't make <laughs> general statement also like that. You get the good, you get the bad, you get the ugly, everywhere. And boys and girls, you get is all. You have to look at it from both sides. You can't paint everybody with the same brush. Subhanallah. <laughs> Why is the husband responsible for maintenance of the children? Is this fair? Why can't the wife also be part of it? You don't hear of a divorced wife paying maintenance for their kids who start. You see, my sister, you're watching too many Hollywood, Bollywood, and Robin Hood movies. Therefore, your name is Zainab Fatima, Mm. but you think just like Mary. So our constitution is the Quran Sharif. So all Allah made it such the woman never has to earn. From the time she is born right till the time she gets married, the owner's responsibility is on the father for her clothing, for her eating, drinking, boarding, lodging, whatever it is. So he must give, give the shelter, clothing, education, everything. And when she gets married, then from the time of nikah till the time of death is the husband's responsibility. So the lady from the womb to the tomb, from the cradle to the grave, she's receiving, receiving, receiving receiving, receiving. She doesn't have to spend. The only thing she has to spend is pay zakat and all this type of thing. She doesn't have to spend on her husband. She doesn't have to spend on her children. She does all that out of the goodness of her heart. So that is Mimbabil Ehsan. She's just doing a favor. But we can't impose that upon her. So therefore, sister, you're thinking just like the capitalist, just like the secularist, and just like the non-Muslim, remember that. So why? Because you 
individual are trained to think like that. Too much TV and too much all Western business and all these type of things. Therefore, you suffer from the inferiority complex. You all think, and today majority Muslims think like that. The West is the best and white is right. You must remember, you must change that whole thought process and say Islam is the best and we want to share it with the rest. That is our duty, remember. What you are saying, that is kufr. It don't mean you're a non-Muslim, but it means you're thinking like a non-Muslim. I've got a, a, a ma from Heidelberg. She says maybe Muftisab should have a hall with mother-in-laws and daughter-in-laws and you must give them advice, Nasir. Ah, and then both of them will come with big, big sticks, you understand? <laughs> and you know that thing. My mother, I, I remember yeah. she used to use that. Nowadays they use all the modern gadgets. <laughs> but I remember vividly, clearly, my beloved mother, then how she would take that roti rolling pin. Uh-huh. In Mammon we call it velo or something. So you must remember that all of them will come with that rolling pin. <laughs> uh, this type of thing. So by the time there, right, story time, then we finish. Uh-huh. I see, we must end up on a nice story. I gave you all the story many times, but you'll forget that we have new listeners. So when I gave the story, the first time it became the number one story. Uh-huh. So you must remember there was a bus and all the mothers-in-law were there. Then the other bus, all the daughters-in-law were there. Wherever I am, I just use that as example. They were going from Lens to now El Dorado Park, you mm. see, or from Lens to Soweto, like that. So, like today it was raining, drizzling, so now it starts raining. Lo and behold, the bus with the mother-in-law, it capsized. All of them, in one taqala ila rahmatillah, they passed away. So the daughter-in-law, some of them really crying out of sadness. Some of them crying out of happiness, dohige, you understand, the mm-hmm. old lady, the menace in the society is gone. And it was now two, three, four days past. The one daughter is crying, crying. They say three days already past. Four days you crying. So why are you crying so much? On the radio I'm saying this at night. So remember that she say I'm crying because my mother-in-law she missed the bus. You understand? <laughs> so, the, so the next day when I went to work at CII, so my brothers, their colleagues, they tell me this one lady phone already three times. She say emergency. She must speak to me. So I just sat down after five minutes, six minutes, the phone ran, I picked up, Salaam Alaikum. They say, Mufti Saab, you know last night you said the mother-in-law must the bus. It's my mother, my mother-in-law. She must the bus. What must I do? <laughs> so I said, Ben, don't worry. I'm sending another bus for your mother-in-law. <laughs> you see? So like that. So that is how it is in this world today. There's not Quran hadith, it's just mm. story, you know, understood? So don't behave like that. Tomorrow you will become mother-in-law. Mm. Then your daughter-in-law will say that Kala, we taking over the house and you must stay outbuilding. And you don't want outbuilding, then we send you to the old age home. You see, what goes round comes round. You must mm. remember that. It comes back. What a beautiful hadith. Let's give you the hadith. Good deeds never get old. And sons never get forgiven. As you treat others, you'll be treated like that. And remember, Allah is the most just. So the hadith in Bayaki, think properly what we are doing also. Barakallahu feek. Salaamu alaykum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Wa alaykum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Marcus Sahaba, the voice of Ahl Sunnah wal Jamaah.